I really want to say this before I go on. I really want the Hurricane Nation, the U family, the University of Miami, everyone that's ever touched it, been a part of it, went to school here, is a fan, the community around the country. We got to bring this thing tight. Everybody. We got to bring it in tight and we got to bring it. Because when the U is on and the U brings it, there's nothing like it. And we got to get there. And it's going to take everybody. Week one, we made it. Give yourself a pat on the back. We made it through seven months of no smoke, seven months of no Sebastian pumping up the crowd, seven months of no coming together with your closest friends at the Rock to cheer on the Canes. O and O. Every team is tied for first and tied for last. Off-season storylines are just that, mere stories of a time that no longer matters. What matters is now. What matters is what happens when you run out of that tunnel on Friday night and write the first chapter of the 2023 season. How will this story end? With heartbreak or triumph? Well, Canes fans, it's time to open the book and start reading. It's time to put on your new Miami gear, fire up the grill, crack open a cold beverage, and cancel all weekend plans because Miami Hurricanes football is back. Jimmy, how are we doing tonight? We're back. We are, oh, we are doing just fantastic. We feeling and good? I love, oh, we're feeling great. And I love the little snippet you put in there about your new Miami gear. Because I, you might, I don't know if you're alone in the fact that you always have a new outfit ready to go for every new season. Always. I, I had to cut back this year, though. The spending was getting out <laughs> of control. Every year I've gotten the coach's polo, and this year I couldn't do it. And to be honest, it's because I don't go into the office anymore. I have no reason to wear a collar ever. Right. So I haven't been liking the coaches' polos either. Yeah, but they're a little much. I will say I got some new gear this year. I got 47s come out with some fresh hats yep. um, for most college teams. And Miami, there's like a vintage one I got, and I'm loving it. Uh, so, yeah, beautiful opening. Thank you. It, uh... <laughs> It only took me four days to write that. <laughs> um, I've been in my study just wrestling over the words, but I think it, I think I got it. I don't think it's hit me that that we play on Friday, and I just am so I'm just so thrilled that we are because it has felt like the longest off season because of how last season went, and I'm just so ready for there just to be new things to talk about and dwell on about this team and see a different product on the field. Hopefully. Hopefully. That that is the key word. Also, what position are you playing on Friday? You said it has um, hit you that you're playing. I'm actually uh, I'm a coordinator, but I'm remote, so I'm going to be up in the booth. I'm actually going to be in Hawaii Ooh, watching this game. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be able to watch it live. Was it six hour be, time difference? Yeah, one p.m. for you? Or no, you're. Yeah. Is it? I thought it was five hours. It's it's five or six. Regardless, I'll be I'll be stopping what's ever happening on the trip to watch the game, or I'm just gonna watch it super early, one in the mornings. I ha I haven't decided. But I, that's the great thing about doing this podcast with you now, because my motivation was so low last year when I had to watch recordings if I had a, if I was filming a wedding on that Saturday, but now I have actual good motivation, yeah, even with a loss. I was and we will say, not now lose it's worse, Friday. because if we lose, then you have to sit and watch the game 
in pain and agony. You can't just I not know, watch it. But at the same time, I missed even the games that like, I wouldn't watch because I saw, like, I didn't watch Middle Tennessee State for good reasons. But I, I still, I still love watching Miami football. And there's always some good things that happen that you can cheer about in a game. So I will be watching from Hawaii this week. Hope we'll find time to record. Okay. Okay. Um, I watched the national championship from Hawaii and actually our hotel that we stayed at, it was 2020. Our hotel we were staying at didn't have a TV, no TVs. So I had to watch it on really? my phone while we were waiting for our table for dinner. They had TVs in the room, but they didn't have TVs like anywhere else. And we were, we thought we were oh, going okay. to watch it at dinner. Yeah. LSU spank Clemson. Anyways. Okay. We have a... <laughs> You know, I was going to say we have a great episode, but actually I hate when people say that. We I, we don't we haven't earned ourselves we had a great episode. Why do people say that? Yeah. It, what are we talking about today, though? I think our episode starts, I think the it starts average, and then we can either go up or down. So yeah. starting, we have an average episode for you today, and then maybe it'll be good. Um, we're, we're just going to talk a little bit, little preseason projections. They've already come out with some bowl projections and ACC projections. So before we've even snapped the football, where are we mm. sitting? Um, we're going to talk a little Tyler Van Dyke, mm, some Jeez. health rumors have been circulating that caused a stir on, yeah. I just refuse to call it exit, it caused a stir on Twitter. Yeah, it was chaos, so see what's up with him, um, talk about a little bit of the depth chart in that aspect, Who who's the next man up, Yeah, preview Miami of Ohio, the Redbirds are coming to town, Red Hawks, <laughs> I guess the Red Hawk is a Redbird. Correct. Yeah. Um. And then look into what are, what are our rivals up to? Who are they opening with? You know who we're talking about. We're also going to do a lock of the week. We each picked a game. Put your money on it. Bet. Throw your house down on this game. Lock of the week. We are professional sports betters. <laughs> and yeah. And then we're going to obviously close it out with some final score projections for for Friday night's game. You're you are a recent sports better. I've I still have not uh, allowed myself to go down that rabbit hole because it it'll just be a it, it's it's a slippery slope for me. I think if I started betting on sports because I think I know every right answer. I've been getting into it a little bit and it's it is tough. And you, the key, James, can I call you James? Yeah. Jim, Jimmy, Jimothy. The key is you cannot bet with your heart. Right. So I'm. I but, look, and, and you do not bet regardless of the spread on your own team. Right. Because then, yeah, right. they win by 14, you didn't win by 17, you're mad. You don't bet with your heart. That's why I put $10 on Miami winning the national championship. There you go. So. <laughs> yeah, don't bet on your own team, but bet on them to win it all. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So before we snap the football, ESPN has come out with some projections. ESPN is projecting us for a bowl... So they're projecting us to win at least six games. That's good. Either the Duke's Mayo Bowl or the Holiday Bowl. <laughs> How do we feel about those? How, would we be happy? What's the Holiday Bowl? Is that new? I don't know. I feel like they're all new every year. The Duke's Mayo is not. I will say, I mean, out of those two, I would much rather have the Duke's Mayo because let's say we win that. I'd love to see Cristobal get doused in mayonnaise because that, isn't that the celebration they do at the end of that it one? It is, yeah. But I think that one's yeah. played in Charlotte, so that'll be sad to play that game where we should be playing the ACC championship. Right, and I would not be. I would not want to be the guy who would have to, to douse Mario in, in mayonnaise. 
And those would be disappointing bowls to go to because I would not want us going six and six this year. So uh, I hope that's not the case. I really do. I'd honestly, is it sick to say I'd rather just not be in a bowl? Yes. Okay. They then also I'm alone there. They also have us finishing. Um. They also. Oh, I'm muted there. No, I hear you. Okay. They also have us finishing sixth in the ACC. Behind, give me the give me the list in front. Actually, let me try and guess. Yeah, Clemson? guess while I pull up the list. Okay, Clemson won. No, really? Yeah, they have they have FSU winning it. Goodness! All right, FSU won. Don't stop me. I want to. Then I want to hear it. FSU won. Clemson two. UNC three. Four. God. Uh. Virginia Tech? I don't even know what their team looks like this year. Five Pitt? Oh, five NC State? Is NC State in there? All right, that's it, and then that's the first five. I think it's a horrible list I just gave. Oh, you're still looking. I found it. (laughs) I actually made up they have Florida State winning. They don't. They have Clemson. Okay. Clemson number one. Florida State two. North Carolina three. Pittsburgh four, Louisville five. Really? Miami six. Yeah, Louisville. That's a shocker. I don't think Louisville's finishing five. Yeah. They have Virginia finishing dead last. Virginia's supposed to be. They don't have NC State in there. Yeah, NC State right behind us. Dude, Virginia is supposed to be bad. So is Virginia Tech. No matter how bad Virginia is, though, we always play them close. I know it. Do we play them this year? Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, I thought Oh, so. that's yeah, true cuz about... it's all different. Yeah, but I forgot we Yeah. Yeah, no uh no conferences or no no Atlantic and Coastal. Interesting though. I mean, I I I mean, the homer inside of me thinks, you know, we are I mean, it, that top that's a heavy top 3. I mean, if FSU is everything they say that they're going to be this year, Clemson's always good, and UNC is a, is going to be a good team this year too. So I mean, being four isn't the worst thing. I I think we're legitimately the number four team, or we should be at least. Like I think we should. We have no business. Like we should beat UNC with the talent we have on our roster. But I'm not going to you know forget the fact that they're a great team. And they always play us well. I but yeah. And the fact that, gosh, man, we so you're talking about the the projections. We play each of those teams, except Pitt. Do we play Pitt? We don't play Pitt. We play each. Or of those, do we? Uh, honestly, we did our whole schedule last week. I can't remember. God, this is unbelievable. We play, I literally can't we play remember. Four out of those five teams, if not them. I'm bringing up our schedule. Ugh. Oh, this is just went through the whole thing last week. No, we don't play Pitt. Yeah, okay. But still, we played four out of the five we teams that they, they, they ranked ahead of us. So we have a heck of an ACC schedule this no year. No Virginia Tech this year. That's weird. Sad. Sad. All right, real quick, before we move on from kind of early season predictions as we're talking about the ACC, real quick. I need to get your opinion on this because, quite frankly, I don't know where all the hate is coming from. I'm not sure what the bad is out of it, if that sentence makes sense. 
Cal, Stanford, mm. SMU. More than likely looks like they're joining the ACC. Lots of talks happening. Yeah. Why Why do people hate that? I hate it for a multitude of reasons that doesn't... that. One of the reasons doesn't necessarily even need to do with the specific schools that are coming over. I am just not a fan of where the college football stands with these realignments. Like it's the it's the the joke of the fact that it's these West Coast schools that are joining the Atlantic Coastal Conference, first of all. But also the travel for these games is gonna be absolutely brutal. We will have I mean, we don't have a great away presence to begin with, but like those away games are gonna be just hard on the players doing a full-time academic schedule. And will this also pertain to other sports like that don't have the same budget that football has? See, I think... And also... Wait, wait let me finish. <laughs> and then also... Actually, no, you can rebut that if you want. And I have one more point. No, no, no. You were rude to me, so you better get your point I in. was going to say... I, I saw something today, and, I, and I, I could be misspeaking, but there's something about the certain amount of... of with our TV deal, the certain amount of teams that you need... And it seems like in your conference, like keep the deal. And it seems like the conference is almost hedging for three teams to leave. And I want them to fight for teams like Clemson, FSU, and who else? Hopefully, if that happens, hopefully we're out as well. Us, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. But they never bring us up. And it annoys me every single time. They, and I think they just do it out of spite for us. Because every single time I see like who's going to leave uh, the ACC, they say FSU, Clemson, UNC, and possibly some others. And I'm like, we deserve more than the term possibly some others. Like We have the most national championships out of all of those schools. Like the and the proudest football tradition, like us and FSU are the two schools with the proudest football tradition. Clemson has had a good football program, a great football program recently, but they are more of a recent success, and uh, and that's nothing, no knock on them. They deserve to be in the same light football wise as we do, but I just hate that we get left out in some of those conversations. That's another point, but I I think I don't like that. It seems like it's the ACC kind of bowing down and saying, you know. We're we we're gonna take these schools just to hedge ourselves in case these other schools leave. Like I wanted the ACC to be doing what the Big Ten's doing, like go after these big names. But since we're locked in through twenty thirty six, apparently on this TV deal, so or this conference deal, so I would have much rather ACC just went after some bigger schools too. Like I just Stanford, yeah, that's a good name. SMU though, like furthers us being the best academic conference. I don't give a rip. Hey, come <laughs> on. That. And I don't think we are. I think probably Big Ten is. No, I think we are. But even then, between I don't between Virginia care. and Duke, and then if you bring Stanford in, and then I will count Notre Dame as part of us. It's just I. I just feel like we're grasping at straws. Miami of teams available. Like, why couldn't we have went... If we we're going to go after West Coast schools, why couldn't we have went after Oregon? Why couldn't we have gotten that Oregon-Washington pairing that was the Big Ten got that? I don't because know. It's they, just... It's disappointing. The, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the ACC just sat on their hands. So right. I'm not a well, fan of that that list of names. All right. This is, this is helpful for me. The one thing, though, that I think is complete bogus is the whole travel thing i mean these guys are flying it's practically private jets at this point like private commercial airlines what's another few hours they're already traveling so all these conferences are already so spread out they're already traveling by plane 
So much of their schoolwork is done on the road. They have tutors. A lot of their teachers are just giving them A's. So I think the travel <laughs> stuff get get that out of here. Well, I I would I I'm saying that for other sports. Yeah, I agree. Football yeah. and basketball will be fine, but like vo- volleyball, like yeah. they're gonna have a tough time. It just I don't know budget wise. Like I I, I don't know. I only and that, care like, about they'll football. always figure it out. But yeah, it's true. I just think it's just. Uh, I mean, it's the Atlantic Coastal Conference. It's just a joke. Like all conferences now are just simply a joke. Of I mean, just yeah, like, like the SEC. It's yeah, they're all messed yeah. up now. And now, am I glad that you know we added schools with a decent climate rather than like we were gonna like have to play like I don't know like Colorado in the in the winter and stuff like that's it is better in that sense. That's the only thing I get nervous about when Miami gets discussed with the Big Ten because we'll just be playing in the cold for half the season but yeah I, I would i just i i i'm on the boat where i hope we're big 10 at the end of the day but we're millions and millions and millions dollars locked in to the acc all right well you know what that's all yeah, that's all that's all that that's all that discussion talk. deserves we yeah. need <laughs> we're in the acc now we need to show that we you know what quite frankly we haven't even shown we belong in the acc no so before we start boo-hooing that and that's another thing with florida state it's like oh gosh you guys have been terrible one winning season in what the last four years i get it and they They act like there's some powerhouse again they do bring in they get good ratings they bring in a lot of money whatever makes me what i've learned like living in atlanta though is that people like fsu yeah. Like it's not, it's not like a, it's not a polarizing school. It maybe wasn't more like the Jameis days because people just didn't like Jameis Winston. But nowadays, like people, it, it's it's just interesting being in kind of SEC country. Even though I'm by Georgia Tech, but most people here are Bulldogs. It's it, it's interesting hearing their opinions. Like they just FSU is kind of an afterthought, and if they talk about it, I'm like, yeah, I'll cheer for FSU, and just coming from Florida, like unless you're a Knoll, you hate the Knolls, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think this this brings me to my next point and kind of our next topic. When we're talking about conference expansion and all that, college football is slowly becoming more and more of a business. There's so much money involved. Brings me to my next point about Tyler Van Dyke. So, for the listeners listening here, I'm new into the old Miami Hurricanes media world, and my goodness, now that I've been involved on just following different accounts and seeing different tweets and being on Twitter or X, seeing different Xs. There's a lot, (laughs) a lot going on. And I saw this report come out about Tyler Van Dyke being hurt. And also I got, you get fooled now with the check marks. You you check mark verified account. Mm, We're good to go. They'll get you. Cause it's, we could have a check mark tomorrow if we wanted it. Um, $6 a month. Yeah. So, and, so, apparently, whoever posted about Tyler Van Dyke's injury at first has some sort of reputation in Miami Hurricanes community. I know nothing about it. I just saw the tweet, the thing. Then it came out like, yeah, probably shouldn't have said anything. It, apparently, media got some access, but the school wanted it to be on the down low. Like, hey, don't report that he got hurt. He's actually fine. Everything's fine. They reported it. It leaked. Got huge. And now we're sitting here where we are today, where we have no idea really how healthy he is. 
apparently in practice he hit his throwing thumb or side of his hand on another helmet. I saw a bunch of different reports on what the actual injury was, but that was the injury. I saw a report it happened last week, two weeks ago, a couple days ago. I don't know what to believe. But there is an injury. So before we talk about Tyler Van Dyke, I just want to say my opinion on this. I think, and I, I, I feel very strongly about this, Jimmy, and we can debate this on another day if we don't have time today. I think if you're allowing media in, you're allowing reporters in, they're going to just report. That's their job. And we live in, and especially with the money involved in college football now, the money involved in sports betting and football and everything, like the fans, the media, people deserve to know about if there's an injury that happens and the media is there to see it, they should be able to report on it. They shouldn't be able to choose what they can and can't report on. Like, that's not journalism. I don't know. I think it's wild. I think for this case, the fact that the school specifically asked them, can you guys keep this under wraps? If you're a reporter for a school, like you want the best for that school, and instead of getting clicks, like if it's going to help the team, then I, 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 and like it's going to show respect towards the school, then I'm on the side of you don't report it. So what, were they the fact, a reporter for the school? It's It was Kane Sport. It was... Gary Furman, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's media. He, I mean, he's he's Miami media, but but like what? But does he work for the Miami Hurricanes or he works for his own media outlet? I don't know who cuts the checks um, for Kane Sport, but I'm just uh, in the like Miami is a it's a private school and it's it's a fickle school when it comes to news. We don't get the same you know scrimmage coverage. We don't get the same news that these public schools get which i think is a shame and it is a shame but they're private school they can do whatever the heck they want and honestly i kind of agree with some of those decisions because why give other teams you know other media outlets more information about your squad to help them prepare for your for your game so i'm in the boat of this obviously now miami of ohio is going to be you know tight tvd's on the ground and they're tackling him maybe they put they kind of when they get themselves off the ground, they push off his hand a little bit. Well, in you know, that like, case, just don't allow media in at all. But like, you well, can't I'm, tell I'm them saying, what they can and can't report on. Like, I'm oh, saying if it was it's a, only report if it's all fine and dandy. But the moment something goes south, we can't say anything. Well, I'm saying if it was like a significant injury that actually might take him out for the game, but all reports are that he's he's going to play. He's okay. It's maybe just something that's bothering him. I. I don't know. I, it's the fact that the school asked, and I just I wonder if we'll see kind of a, a pullback from the university. Now we maybe we won't get the same amount of information. I mean, it was already little to begin with. I I understand the point of you are the news, report the news, but the fact that it seemed like there was a ton of other uh, news outlets and and media personnel that knew this information, were told this information, but respected it, and they could have been the ones to report it. And then, you know, Kane Sport jumps in, reports it right when they hear it. I think that's where it kind of made people upset. Yeah. I also wonder if it's also hard to believe it was just them that were the only ones that did it because the spread went from 17.5 to 16 points, like all because of that one media outlet saying he got hurt. Like it's well, everywhere it, fact- now. 
Yeah, because it, it was confirmed. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, this has been a thing. Why did you say it, though? Mm-hmm. And it ended up, it's his ring finger. It's not his thumb, which I think is better than it being his thumb grip-wise on a football. But he, I mean, uh, Crystal Ball said today in his press conference, 100% ready to go. So I'm not worried about it. TVD never threw a great sprout to begin with. So I'm, I don't know if we're going to notice much. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, he, he does a good ball, but he does Yeah. He doesn't throw a great spiral. <laughs> I'd be interested to see how he grips the ball. Every quarterback grips the ball so different now. Yeah. Some of them don't even grip laces. It's it's all pretty wild. No, but yeah, he I mean, according to the press conference, he's ready to go. So I I don't I can't believe anything I hear from anyone now. I agree. Like there there could very well be he could be hurting right now. I I don't know what to think now. But I mean, even the outlet like uh uh Geo, he said that it was uh, that like the, he was never doubtful that he was going to play. So I, I don't, that's why I think it was frustrating because they're like, why are you putting out this false information that he's like doubtful for this game when that's not the case? No one's, no one said that he's doubtful yet. This was an injury that happened weeks ago and they also kind of made it seem like it happened just now. Right. So that was the problem, but gosh, man, that caused the frenzy on the timeline. It is wild. Good action. And man, did, People just pounce on those guys. Yes. I felt, you know, because at the end of the day, I feel like like we're entertainment. For, at the end, of, most of these people, we're just in it for the entertainment. So it's like, I'm not trying to be some uh, upstanding journalist. I'm going after leads, Jimmy. And if yeah, I see are, something like we're that, we're not journalists. If we're I see something it. like that, I'm retweeting it. I'm quote tweeting, I'm running with it. Well, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's good information to know. It was I, right. Yeah. It, it was. It was true. Some of partially. It was true. They had a hand injury. They had the the placement of the injury wrong, and when it happened, wrong. I think every single so injury. So most of it was false. I think every single injury should be reported. I I literally think nothing should be hidden. It should be every practice open to fans and media, hundred percent. That's the way I have, live in my world. Yeah, we just don't have that privilege. <sighs> I think we had what was our first scrimmage public, and then they locked it down after that. Which, yeah, and I, I mean, because I, I am saying some of this in jest, but like a lot of it, I believe. But I do get that, like you can't obviously have fans like at, because then it's like plays, like secret stuff going on. But it's just like, I don't know, like we just don't get any info. As I feel bad for like actual journalists, they get you just get nothing from these guys. Oh, it's like yeah, they're just you, trying to do their jobs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm even seeing people calling out other journalists on like recruiting news that like they're always wrong and yeah, just yeah, it's just you, you better be right when you're throwing out predictions or you're throwing out news like that because you will pay for it if you're incorrect, which in some instances I agree with. Yeah, I know. All right, ruthless timeline though. It, good, is, it, it is. was it was it was good energy. It I is was a driving wake up home to this world. Yeah, I was driving home on Sunday. When that dropped, and I was like, "Oh boy, here we go." I know, and like I said, I just quote tweeted it like dot 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 like this is bad news, and then all of a sudden, it's like I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what account did I just quote tweet? Like, am I getting yeah. canceled here?" <laughs> oh, no, geez. there's a lot. I I there's a lot of people that agree with you that I was looking at on the timeline. So a lot of people agree. A lot of people upset. I think everyone's okay now. The good news is, it sounds like. Tyler Van Dyke is going to be the starting quarterback. 
game yeah. one. Um, speaking of uh, kind of staying on the same topic as as Mario Cristobal's press conference. So a couple things. Did you catch the press conference? Yeah, most of it. Yeah, a couple things that spoke. Which I was watching on Instagram Live. <laughs> Watching this thing on on Instagram Live is unbelievable because it's just a bunch of people commenting and like before you know it, there's like Gator fans arguing oh, with Ole Miss ugly. fans on it. I was like, wait, how are <laughs> you, like what are they doing here? It got wild. I just there. love how polarizing college football is. Yeah. Um. And so one thing that stuck out is a reporter in my mind, asked a great question. because, And I'm going to tell you why it's a great question, because it's the question we're all thinking. As I've been looking more at this Miami-Ohio game, to be honest with you, I wasn't worried about this game at all up until 10 hours ago. I'm now terrified. And so it brings, obviously, it's going to bring flashbacks back to Middle Tennessee State. And a reporter, I think he was brave to ask the question, Asked Mario, basically, um, like, hey, do any of the guys that experienced a Middle Tennessee State game last year, do any of those guys, like, do they have anything to say to some of the guys on the team this year? And, like, is there any sort of, I, I kind of forget how he was wording it, but, like, is there any sort of uh, motivation coming off of that game? And Mario Cristobal <laughs> looked him dead in the eyes and Hated said, the question. Hey, he, he, he goes, um, I'm not sure how that game has anything to do with this game, but I I, I appreciate the question. That's yeah, what he said. That's all he said. I right when he, right when the reporter asked that question, I go, oh boy, yeah. I, he and said, I, I respect the question. I yeah, said, I respect the question. End quote. I don't think that is relevant to this game, but I respect the question. End quote. Next question. That reporter will not be called on for a few games. No. Whoever and, it was. And once again, I, in my mind, I guess I had the wrong take because I'm like, it's a great question. Like, that's my biggest it's just, fear. It's, it's, it's tough to ask, you know, week one going into a season. But these people ask the there's, softest I think, questions. No, I agree. I, I think there's, yeah, like Mario, like, like how are you feeling going into the season? Yeah. Like, are, that, the, that, are the freshmen we don't care excited? About yeah. <laughs> yes, they are, obviously. Like, oh. Are you looking for players to rise to the occasion this season? Yeah. No, I agree. You need to ask the hard-hitting questions. That's a it's a tough worded one. Like I think there's ways you could be like, you know, there were some games we dropped last year that this team should have won. How our players respond like like I don't know. Like and then run with it that way, but just right off the bat with how Middle Tennessee State went last year, like how are the players approaching this game? Like it was just to, to, to bring up specifically that game because you know that game just kept Mario awake at night, as it should, as it should. I mean, it was it was just a hor- worst loss in program history. Uh do we? We've already debated this. Was it yeah, FIU it was actually? That or FIU? I think the only yeah. reason it's FIU is because of the significance where it was. Yeah. Yep, horrible, but, horrible. Can't even think about it. But. At the time, FIU is a better football team than Middle Tennessee State. Yeah. And this was, like, truly at home. Uh, um, speaking of FIU, they dropped their opener to Louisiana Tech. Tough. Tough, tough loss there. And they they had they were leading most of the game. Their quarterback had four passing yards. Mm. So. Sounds like our offense last year. That, hey, that gets me into, unless you want to keep talking about the press conference, that gets was, me into, uh, let's. Yeah, we can keep it at the press conference. We'll move on to that topic in a second. 
couple um, more snippets of the press conference. Yeah, but brutal question, aggressive question. Mario hated it. Hated it. Gosh, that is one terrifying man. Oh my, that's the thing. Like, like you could ask that question to Manny. But yeah. I mean, when I was just watching Mario's face as that happened, like, how is he gonna take this question? That man does not enjoy the media. And I think the bot, like, yeah, yeah, I said my piece. All right, um, couple more snippets. Yeah, he said, he said what he fears, like what you always fear in game one, is special teams, substitutions, and tackling. And I agree. That's. And and it's that's what's hard about opening up against a team like Miami of Ohio. It's not a Bethune Cookman like special teams, penalties, tackling, subs like all that can actually like it right. can hurt you. We lost to Middle Tennessee State because of mistakes like that. And yeah, it's gonna be and it's gonna be a physical game too. Like you, you don't probably have too much contact the couple weeks leading up to the season. Right. And Ohio's a big team. Like their offensive line stats. Someone tweeted that out. There's like there's just absolute giants on that offensive line. So like physicality, stupid mistakes, that stuff you like iron out against like a oh a bad team to start off. But I mean they're not a great team, but they're not gonna lay down for us. No, like you hang on, one more uh, I'll say this after one more snippet of the he the just a couple injuries he noted. Trevante Citizen still recovering from offseason surgery. Jonathan Dennis, who I believe he tore his ACL last year, something like that. He's still recovering. And then this was a shocker to me, Zion Nelson. I, I didn't know he was yeah. – I thought he was ready to go. Yeah, it didn't hit me until I saw that name that I had not really seen his name this this season, like this preseason. Um, I think it's – I think he's behind on his timetable to return. Like I thought he should have already been back by now. But honestly, at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not worried about our offensive line. But he's a great player. Like I would like to see him in our rotation. So that yeah, that one was disappointing. And I actually thought Trev- Trevante Citizen was in better sh- shape too. That he would maybe be eligible to play. But yeah, fortunately, his early his wasn't his like a preseason injury last year. That's what I thought. Yeah, fortunately. We have depth in those positions, running back yeah. and offensive line. So, and they, and they all are expected back within the first quarter of the season. So, yeah. On another note, on a player, apparently Borgalis has put on a lot of weight. Oh yeah, but like good weight. And he says, then basically Mario's saying he's kicking the ball better than he's ever seen. Yeah, that is great news. We're gonna have a new punter. We're gonna be seeing a new punter out it's there. It's gonna be weird. Yeah, it's gonna. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Very sad. We saw a little bit too much of Headley last year, though. We did. I'm ready for our punter to not be our MVP. Yes. Oh, gosh. Um, My my point what that I was going to make was, like, this, regardless of the opponent, this has, like, we, the Miami Hurricanes have to start being a team that does not play up and down to their opponents. I can't tell you when... So my brother-in-law played for the Clemson Tigers, you know, the Clemson Tigers, um, RAR. He played for them in 20, from 2014 to 2018, or no, 2015 to 2019. Um, went to the playoffs every year. So I went to a bunch of Clemson games during that period. 
they those games were so boring in the best way for Clemson because it did not matter who they were playing. They went out every game and just absolutely smacked every team. Like they I mean just clobbered teams. Never yeah. played up or down to an opponent. It was just every day get up, we play the best we can and that's what happened. Like obviously Miami's not the Clemson of those 4 years, but we have to be a team that's like Miami of Ohio. We are so much more talented. So why are we nervous? But we all are. I'm nervous for it. Absolutely. I mean, especially because it's week one. Like you don't know the product that's going to come out on the field. But we, but even, Alabama even, knows even, what's coming out in their field. No, I know, I know. But we're fresh off a five and seven season, not an Alabama right. level season. So, and even what Mario said, you know, like not not necessarily made me nervous, but. It's like he he you don't even you don't know who are going to be the guys that like are going to be able to you know take a punch in the mouth and get back up and be better. Like you don't really know who's going to be able to face adversity until those first snaps. So like I just hope we have a bunch of players this year that aren't going to be like players of last year, players of previous seasons, this past, you know, 20 years of Kane's football. That I mean that's mean. Like we've we've had plenty of players that can take a punch in the mouth, but the majority you know, like who are going to be the ones that are just going to step up even when the game's boring? I want a bunch of DJ Dallas's. I want a bunch of Braxton Barrios's. You know, I want a bunch of Cam Kinchins. Yeah. Like, do we have those this year? And it's it's so much of a mentality too, because it's obviously like these guys they get twelve chances a year. Like they're going out there and they're playing hard, but there's a mentality of about it that's like, oh, it's it's just Miami of Ohio. Like we're better than them. We should beat them. Like let's go out, do our thing, and we'll win. But like you gotta like, I just there's just so much more than that. Like you gotta go out and just execute to the fullest, yep. and then because it's still there's talented guys on the other side of that ball. Like Miami of Ohio is no slouch. None of the they're Division nah. One. They're they're projected to finish second in the MAC this year. Yeah. Like oh yeah, they're experienced. They have an exp- yeah, they're returning a bunch of starters. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it's like we got to just get up and ready for this. This is not a sleeper opener at all. Yeah, no slow starts. No. Get after it. And will we, you know, oh, I saw a a clip where they were talking about, where it was fresh off the TVD news, and they were saying who's going to be the starter. And I just, the, the play that just seared itself into my brain was Brown against Clemson. And blown coverage to X, wide open. We we're only down by seven at that point. Would have tied up the the, the game and just overthrows him. You just can't do like that. Exec- you just cannot do that. It's execution pieces like that. Like when there's a wide open player, you're hitting them. I mean, even when they're not open, we should be hitting them. When you have when it's a nicely thrown ball by the quarterback, you're catching that ball and you're not dropping it. Please, dear God, if this wide receiver group gives us anything this year, yep. just catch the ball when it hits your hands. Yes. You get a guy in the backfield, just you don't even have to tackle him, but wrap him, hold him, let the rest of your guys come make a play. It's a right. little like we're in the right position. Make the play. It's like in golf. Just do your job in golf. You stick it to five feet. You got to make the birdie putt. Got to. You miss that putt. Momentum killer. You drop that football. Momentum killer. Now it's third and long. Now you incomplete punt punt block they return it for a kick now you're down seven before you know it you're down 21 we just lost to miami ohio have a great drive home everybody <laughs> oh and one welcome to, I the, will welcome say, to the miami knights i will say what made me a little nervous from that press conference today was shannon dawson saying 
he hopes he's pleasantly surprised from our wide receivers. Yeah, that's not good. And that was not the term I needed. No. <laughs> pleasantly surprised should not be what you're expecting out of that group. Because I was just a... I mean, he, he had nice things to say. But pleasantly surprised is a tough one. I want yeah. players who are going to make a play and catch the ball when it's thrown to them. That's why, I mean, like, just bringing up a guy I just brought up, why Braxton Berrios was so good. Like, you know, stature-wise, speed-wise, he wasn't the best at anything. Now, he was fast. I mean, he's a super quick guy. But he wasn't the biggest guy, you know. He wasn't the most highly touted recruit, but he executed to the highest level, and that's why he's having success in the NFL. Yeah. Hopefully for our fins this year. Go yeah, fins. fins up. But... We just need, I just want guys to just execute. We always joke around with our dad when we're watching Miami games. We're like, why does it feel like every other school has wide receivers who catch the football? Yep. And I hope that's us this year. I hope other schools are saying that about us. That Middle Tennessee State game last year, I felt like they had more players on the field than we did. <laughs> that is a terrible feeling to have. I feel like that all the time. I mean, anytime yeah. we play Clemson, yeah. they are playing with 13 people. We're playing with 10. Yeah. I like look at their line. I was like, oh, we can't really get through the line. I was like, but all of our receivers are like double covered. How is this possible? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, well, let's execute. That's all we need week one. Execute. Let's get into a little bit of Miami, Ohio. What to expect. Yeah. Um, before we get into... Miami of Ohio, a quick word from our sponsor. Um, this next segment, preview of Miami of Ohio, is brought to you by The U Has Their Swagger Back. Thank you, announcers. Anytime Miami goes up by any more than seven points in any game whatsoever during the season, you make that announcement that it appears the U has their swagger back, only for us to lose our swagger very quickly on the next play. Thank you for your sponsor. Nothing worse. And the the thing is, like, my a true Miami fan never actually says that. No, like it takes a it it took like even twenty seventeen, finally for us to like like even we were undefeated going through that year, but no one was saying Miami's like good again. It took that Notre Dame game to be like okay, maybe. But even after the but Notre Dame game, I'm not convinced. leaving, and I'm like, hey guys, it appears, no. it appears we have our swagger back, right? Because we still know we almost lost to. Uh, to FSU that year, we almost lost to Georgia Tech by a miracle, both by Daryl Langham, absolute legend, two weeks in a row. But we knew at that point, we're like, All right, okay, we're still probably not. But this was a great sign, like that, you know, maybe there's more to come. But it's it's that the media that says that, and then we just get drilled for it on Twitter. Yeah, and, and it also looks like, yes, we did it in a cool way back in the day, but at the end of the day, and this has been said a thousand times, is, you get your swagger back by just winning football games. And, like, yeah, then you can dance and get the penalties, but it's probably, like, it might not look like that. When, like, right. Alabama, it doesn't look like that. But they win, and so they're the swaggiest team in the world. Yeah. Good ad. Yeah, that's, I really appreciate that sponsorship. I couldn't believe we nailed that one down. We landed that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Miami of Ohio. Yeah, Miami of Ohio. Um Jimmy, did you know that the Miami Redhawks football, known as the Miami Redskins before 1996 program, represents Miami University located in Oxford, Ohio. They play in the NCAA Division I FBS level. The Redhawks compete in the Mid-American Conference, otherwise known as the MAC, and are known for producing several high-profile head coaches, earning it the nickname the Cradle of Coaches. The team is coached by Chuck Martin and play their home games at Jaeger Stadium. 
Miami of Ohio has the distinction of being the winningest program in the MAC with over 700 all-time wins. Miami of Ohio. And also the reason that we have to put the FL next to our name. Yep. Winner takes all. That's that's why I tweeted that out this week. So Winner gets to take the state abbreviation off their name. Yes. I really wish that was true. Um, the, the quarterback of Miami of Ohio, I believe his first name is Brett. Brett Gabbert. Do I have that right? Uh, yes. Yes. Brett Gabbert, brother of Blaine Gabbert, who played at Missouri and is now on the Chiefs. Right, he he's somewhere out there. He he'll be a, he's a career backup. Career, yeah, I think he's with the Chiefs. Um, Brett Gabbert made a statement earlier in the week saying that basically they are the real Miami, and that we're the world's going to find out September first. What do we think? You know, I'm in the party of what what do you expect him to say? Yeah, I like love you it. Ask you ask him the question. Say it. Yeah, wake us wake us up a little bit. I maybe maybe there's a better way to answer the question, but uh, but I mean, what it's the leader of the team, you know, he's not gonna say, yeah, we'll just see what happens, you know. Hopefully, we put up a good fight. I I will say though, there's still it it, it still does show a little bit of how far we've fallen because there is still an aspect of if you are a certain team, if you're a Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, teams aren't really trying to pick fights with you, right. and people love picking fights with us. Yeah. Because they, they do. They honestly, Miami of Ohio truly thinks they're going to win this football game. Yeah. As they oh, should, yeah. I mean, but it's like, that's they crazy. Should, they should go in with belief. With they, they should just be watching. 17-point underdogs. Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen worse. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. People are not afraid to just trash talk Miami. I had an experience in the elevator the other day. I mean, this was a Florida State fan, so like, no matter how good we are, they're always going to want to talk trash. But literally, he, I'm wearing a Miami hat, and he just looks at me, he goes, the U, huh? I said, yeah. He goes, sucks to suck. <laughs> and then he just does the tomahawk chop. I'm sitting there, I'm with Mackenzie, my wife, and our other friend, Dylan, and they're just staring, be like, how are you going to respond to this? <laughs> And and I literally said, "Fight him!" Yeah, <laughs> it was a short elevator round. I'm like I need to come up with a quick statement, so I said, "You got y'all need two more rings before you catch up with us." There's something along the line. You're like, like stumbling that. while the elevator door is closing. I'm sweating. It was horrible. Yeah, you, you guys need two more. But, ah, but I was like, time. I was like, that was just the worst, man. It just like sucks to suck. Yeah, there's no respect behind that. I mean, it's probably just the worst of Knowles fans. There's plenty of Knowles fans who respect the rivalry, but. Uh, yeah, that just reminded me of that when you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we, we've touched on a little bit, but Miami of Ohio, it's a dangerous little opening game. Uh, I think it's a good opening game. It's going to get us, like, it's not it's not a cupcake game, so you will actually get a very good idea of what kind of football team we have coming out of this. Right. Um, they, they're, we said they're older, they're experienced. They have a lot of transfers on their team. Um it's it's well coached. Like they they kind of finish. They've just been a very solid team for a long time. They had a down year last year, but they're expecting big things out of this season. Like I said, they're expected to finish second in the MAC conference, and the MAC is no joke anymore. Like there's good football there. Yeah, I'm yeah, nervous mean, uh, as heck. I'm nervous too. I mean, Brett Gabbert, he is 
he has a 45 touchdown to 14 interception ratio. I mean, that's pretty darn good. And then I'm looking up. He's got a, about a 60% completion rate. Like he he's but the biggest thing it's an experienced quarterback going to the first season which we or first game of the season which we also have but that makes me nervous and we have a new system we're new putting system in place is, yeah so obviously we should win this game but it is by no means do I feel do I see like the seventeen point spread and be like yeah that's oh that's too small I you know. know they've um yeah they've got their running back is a little speedster. Small guy, but he's a little speedster. He's out of Kansas State transfer. They've got a transfer wide receiver from Notre Dame. Um, I mean, yeah, they they've got some players on offense, and then their their defensive line, uh, like they're athletic on the line. It's going to, like, yeah, man. Just the more I look into this, right? The it's going to be an early I test. Sweating. Yeah, early test for a new, generally new offensive line, um, and and I'm very interested to see the QB pressure we're able to put on because they've got a they do have a good offensive line, big, and I think it, it'll be a yeah, it'll be a big you know testament to how the season's going to go uh, on the defensive line aspect of what they do this this first week, so. I I am I that's why I like this first game. Like it's not like a Bethune Cookman week one. We don't we're like you. It's all, you're always happy, but you're like I don't really know what we have. I think we'll have a good idea of what we have after this game. But as long as we execute, we should you know run this team out of Hard Rock. What kind of crowd are we expecting? Huh? What kind of crowd are we expecting? That's a good question. I would expect. Ooh, I, the corners will be empty. Think we tarp up the corners? <laughs> we should. Uh, they have the screens there now, but that was always um, terrible back in the day. Y- yeah, we. I don't know. I, I expect you know spotty crowds, but yeah, I don't I expect it to be like any completely vacant sections. I think that's a Friday night almost kind of helps. Another thing is, I know our players want a packed stadium. They ask for it every game. Quite frankly, you gotta earn it. Like, mm-hmm. what you, you went five and seven last year. What? How do you expect me to show up for this Friday night game against Miami, Ohio? Right, and it doesn't take much. I mean, you beat right uh, Miami, a Ohio, of a handedly, and you beat Bethune Cookman, Texas. I mean, Texas A&M is gonna be a good crowd regardless. But like, you go, you know, you roll through two and zero. Yeah, and look good that, doing it. Yeah, that that place is going to be rocking, and. That's what I'm excited for. It does not take much for us. We just want to see some fight and effort on the field and some execution, and we will be in the stands. I mean, you and I are in the stands regardless. But for those fans that have better things to do on a Saturday night, that's what gets their butts in the stadium. Yep. I agree. I agree. Um, Jimmy, I'll be honest. I have nothing else on Miami of Ohio. Yeah, there's. it's, it's very difficult to find anything. They, I think they it, really fly under they the stay radar. Under the radar. They really shut their media down really well. The Red Hawks. One guy hey! reported on a broken hand and they shut it all down. Pretty cool logo. I don't like it when they use the M, but the Hawks pretty cool. Those Mac teams could be scary. They can be. Yeah, they have pretty cool uniforms. Yeah. Adidas too. Wow. Oof. 
Okay. Okay. Well, uh, you want to wrap up this podcast with some picks here? You have, you have a, you want to do the Miami pick at the end? Yeah, we'll do the Miami pick at the end. Uh, one last note before we get into picks. Yeah, yeah. Just side note, it's kind of more off-season talk, but it trickles into the season. Zaquan Patterson. Hey, yo. Big time. Four-ish, five-star commit. We can never just get the guy that's five across it's the board, clean can clean five-star. We? Well, we won it on David Stone. He was a clean five-star. Um, but I think it was like his 247 composite, I believe, is five-star. Yes. But absolute gamer. Uh, Everyone had season, an FSU, right? It, he was leaning FSU towards the end. I don't know how much that was smoke and mirrors. I think it was Michigan was the other name that was in there. We landed him. There's this really good video you need to watch about him talking. He just he just seems like a massive, massive competitor, basically calling out St. Thomas that uh, they were put on like a waiting list for him. He's like like that he just he wants all the smoke basically. He wants the to play the toughest teams and because he was the Let's best go. player on that field on Saturday. Watching because uh, I was I I was watching it just kind of in the background because at Notre Dame, which was a boring game, had not started yet. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot uh, this Zaquan kid, you know, has has been trending FSU. He's probably going to go there. Let's just see where he commits. And I was sitting there with a bunch of our friends, and I couldn't believe it when I saw him throw the U on. I and I I had not seen the Twitter reports in the morning. I saw he was it was the it was back leaning. The tide was turning towards Miami, but it's always good to get those wins. You know, week one uh, or week zero, you know, to have something to cheer for getting into the beginning of the season we lost out on david stone that's a whole nother story you need to have you if you haven't joe you need to watch that recruit or that commitment video that family 100 oh, believed yeah, this man was going to the Miami. flag in the background oh and my stuff. gosh the little girl with the flag wrapped around her yeah, you tough. look at like like he's well, gotta give him a heads up next time come oh. on guys and apparently he's from oklahoma i don't blame this guy for going oklahoma um but that recruitment is absolutely not overlooking at all the family reactions. Uh, no one clapped. And you, I don't oh. know if this was like an away game that he was doing, but you look at the student section behind, like zero clapping, <laughs> all just staring down. And that made me think maybe this was a way I, I hadn't looked into that, but it was, there was not one person cheering for the first like five seconds after. It's the most awkward commitment video I've ever oh, seen. Oh, jeez. But you could tell it. by the hat. If you follow recruiting enough, that hat that he had for Miami, you knew he was not going to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> it was a horrible hat. Yeah, the hats are always a mess. They never, they're never fitting. It's like, don't you guys yeah. plan any of this out? Yes. Even mm. the Oklahoma hat wasn't great, but yep, that's a recruiting update. Big time commitment needed it because nice. we've been struggling on the trail this year. But how do you get recruits? You, you win. win. You win you on win. the field. You win on the field. Um, okay, so first, real quick, each week we want to just take a peek at our rivals, see what they're doing. Obviously, no one's played yet, but two big ones. Florida State is playing LSU um, Sunday night, and then and then Florida's at Utah on Thursday night. We get we get that game. That's first game on the slate here. Uh, UCF plays Thursday night too as well. Yeah, but. Florida and Utah, FSU and LSU. Any like quick predictions on those? I mean, God, I would love an LSU win, and I actually think they're probably the better team. 
Uh, so I like LSU in that game. Let's go. <laughs> and then you obviously like Utah beating Florida. Yeah, that I mean that Utah game last year kind of yeah. scarred me because um, they were supposed. To, I think that Utah team was maybe better than the team this year, or were supposed to be. Um, but do they still have the same quarterback? We talked about this. Is he in like his like eighth year? Uh, so I think Utah wins that game. Yeah. Florida is not going to be a good team. Yeah, Utah is a six and a half point favorite. Yeah, I think they, I think they win by only six and a half. Yeah, yeah, dude, they might be my lock then. You know, I, I'm going to change what I was going to. I, that they, I think Utah is my lock. Utah's your six lock. Is it at Florida? No, it is at Utah. Oh, six and a half. That's my lock for the week too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then Florida State is a two and a half point favorite against LSU, and that game is being played in Orlando, Florida. Ever heard of it? Worst stadium to host yeah, a camping world game is tough. Or any game. They really need to because re- like Orlando could be such a good destination for these kind of games, but that stadium stinks. Concessions are horrible. Yeah. Parking's horrible. Seats are horrible. Not good. Dude, I just can't get behind Florida State being all the way back. I got to take LSU here. Absolutely not. And I was watching some clip today that uh, I think it was, who's their good receiver? Um, 15. Yeah, the big guy. Uh, yeah, but he was basically Wilson. saying, you know, and, and I and I get this to an extent, but he's like, yeah, Wilson. it's 15. Yeah. He's like, it's 15 and 0, national championship or bust. I'm like, okay, we are two years out from a losing season. Yeah. You guys had a 10 win season last year where you where most of those wins were against teams that had a losing record. Let's hold back yeah. on this. Did they beat a ranked team last year? Um, Other than LSU, but did LSU end ranked? Yeah, I don't know who how how it ended up being end ranked, but I also don't look into that. I think if you beat them when they're ranked, then that's a ranked win. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that, um, but yeah. But they, also, this is a tough to one speak. too because then it's like at the same time, like this is a good. It's hard when it comes to your rivals because like this would be a good ACC win and this would be good for our resume and our record. But yeah, I don't give a lick about that. Yeah. I, mean, I want them to lose every game. Yeah, and I'll I'm gonna I'll, I'll go up here and say that people like to say like like oh they're a hater like talk about their rival and stuff. I would want my rivals to lose every single game because I know they would love. It if Miami lost every single game as well. Yes. Yeah. All right. So your lock is your yours is Utah. Yeah. Six and I'm, a half I'm over t- Florida. That's a lock yeah. for you. Yep. Mine is mine's a little bit different here. Mine is Tulane. Six and yeah. a half over South Alabama. This is a shocker to me. Tulane is going to win the American Athletic Conference this year. South Alabama. Who is that? I don't even like what team is that. It's at Tulane opener. They're only getting six and a half. Like, that's a lock, people. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. We've got those picks, but the only pick that matters, Jimmy, Miami of Ohio travels down to South Florida at the Rock to take on your University of Miami Hurricanes opening week. This is it. Friday night, 7 o'clock. Miami is right now listed i'm looking at FanDuel sportsbook they're a 17 and a half point favorite mm, it's a tough number give me your give me your prediction final score do we cover give me give me everything you give me yours first i gotta think about this 
final score. Uh, Miami, 35. Miami of Ohio, 20. We don't cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good teams win, great teams cover. We are not a great team yet. I think I'm I'm with you on the not covering part, but I don't think we score 35 points. I think... Yeah, 35 is a lot. That's I think true. I see 28 to 14, and we were sweating for most of it. Oh, 28 to 14 is a tight one. It is a tight one. Actually, God, we kind of have field going there. Uh, but we don't score above. We just don't score above thirty all that often. No, we have to though. We should be able to score on Miami of Ohio's defense. Twenty-eight to fourteen. I'm gonna go with my gut here. I don't know what we got with our receivers. I hope I'm wrong. Man, man. Okay, you heard it here, folks. Hey, the only thing that matters though is both of us have them winning. We start one and zero. Let's, Absolutely, dude. I talk, have to. I'm nine. I'm nine and three this year. That's my prediction. I got. It's got to be a win. I hate to bring. What happens if we lose? <laughs> a lot of a lot of bad things happen if we lose. I just. I feel like I immediately just go back to like the dead inside that I felt last year. The. I think it's worth the program. It. You just lose any sort of momentum. It goes into a dark pit. People turn against each other. People die. I hate to say it, depending on how it went. Like, maybe there's some, like, crazy injury and stuff like that. Like, that would cause the loss. But if it's just, like, a we just lose, you got to question Mario. <laughs> like, and that, but, so, I, but I don't question Mario right now. I believe we win this game. I'm not even going to let my mind no, go You're going to be in Hawaii you, sipping on yes. a little oh, sippy sippy. That will ruin my tiki, trip. tiki. It will ruin no, my entire and it's going to be a Miami Hurricanes victory while you are yeah. crushing a what's the, what's oh my gosh stupid my tie my tie yeah <laughs> my tie sipping a my tie enjoying it um, yeah and we will be here next week recording after the first win of the season first of many Jimmy always great to see you man yeah listen it's great. Yeah, I just I'm just so I am so ready to watch just us take the first snap and the season has started. Week zero was so boring. Like it was it was maybe the worst week zero I've seen. Yeah, it was tough. Sam Hartman from the get go just had Navy's number. Looks good. Looks does look good. But it's also Navy. I don't know. They look good, though. Um, Okay, we've got some canes over here. Woof. Oh, C A N E S Canes. It's the band of the hour. Bum, bum, ba, da, bum, <laughs> bum. Here I am. Rock me like a hurricane. Which ball is under? Where's, is, where's, <laughs> which Sebastian is the ball under right now? Oh, gosh. One. It's one. <laughs> It's the easiest game ever. Oh my gosh! Name that I sh- tune. <laughs> I should have <laughs> let that. Wait. I should have waited for that to be an ad. Oh, oh man. everyone's yeah. so excited when they get it. Two. Yeah, it. We're down twenty-one points, but people are just going nuts. Two. Yes. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be good to be back. Oh, back I can't at the wait Rock, to be back in that stadium. A Miami night. This is Miami Nights. I'm Joe Nugent. That's Jimmy Nugent. Enjoy your week. Enjoy the first 
full slate of football games this weekend and go Canes. Go Canes, baby.